How's everybody doing? My name's Augie with VIP Playlist. I'm here with my gorgeous co-host. It's Adam, guys. What's up? Yeah. And today we have probably one of the coolest dudes in the DIY scene. Uh, followed him for a long time on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and he's just super dope. You want to introduce yourself and what band? And... <laughs> yeah, sure. What's up? What's up, guys? I'm Will, and I'm in full-blown meltdown. And you just released two bangers? Oh, dude, I hope they're bangers. I hope yeah, somebody man. thinks they're bangers. <laughs> two, yeah, two bangers. Dude. Two certified, two certified the bangers, baby. Bangers, baby. <laughs> <laughs> man, I can't wait to talk about those songs, honestly, because they are actually two B-sides that I was just hoping people would like. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude, they're doing pretty good so far. So let's yeah, just keep man. it going. Yeah, that's awesome. So you do everything, right? You record it all yourself and... Dude, so Tony and I, Tony's my best friend and my producer. And like him and I have played music together for forever. And he actually, uh, like, what I bring him all the ideas. I record the guitars and everything in hotel rooms when we travel everywhere. I record a lot of the vocals in my car. And then I record the drums and everything at his house. And then he puts the bass down and he does a lot of the lead guitars with me. Gotcha. But, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But mainly, I mean, 90% of it is me, but the 10% that he does is literally so much more important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, when you, when it comes to making music, any every little thing matters. Ex exactly. And, and his ideas always just, like, make the songs pop. Yeah, that's exactly what you wanted to produce, man. I mean, I, like, uh, my wife, she showed me the demo version of is Jimmy World's, was it Sweetness? Okay, yeah, it was the demo version of Sweetness. I don't know if y'all heard that. They just released oh, it not too it. long ago. Okay, nope. so it still sounds good. It sounds really good, but it sounds like it's missing something. And I think that's what producers are supposed to do, right? So when, oh, when, you, get the final pro, when you get the final product, they, and they may not even add a whole lot of like, they just tell you, you know, let's do this a little different here. And, and it can you can tell like it's the producer did a hell of a job on that song for sure. Oh, definitely, dude. And yeah. having a good producer is really everything. Like so many bands nowadays, you know, that's the weirdest thing about like how much, so many bands right now are recording themselves. And yeah, you can t you can literally tell the difference between a band that records themselves and a band that goes and has a decent producer. Like one of my favorite bands in the world has been like kind of fallen off, in my opinion. Do you, did you guys ever listen to Under Oath? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, like way back in the day, I was like so obsessed with them. And Same. then they started putting out, man, it, it was so good. Like Define the Great Line especially was like, yeah. what, like, wow. But like their newest album, I don't know if you guys heard it or not, but something was missing. The new song they just put out, something was missing. And then they came out and were like, we recorded all of this ourselves. And I was like, damn, I can tell. Yeah, yeah. There's something that it's like an outside ear, I guess, you know, that just that really yep. helps bring everything together. And it's some people, it, it, it's good. Some people, it works. Like, I know there's there's other people, like, uh, like a lot of the hyper-pop artists do it all themselves, and that shit sounds dope. It sounds hella catchy. But I don't know, man. I guess you just got to have the ear for it or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you, you, you really do, man. Like, it's so strange how some people can – I mean, some people can just do everything. I'm just fortunate because Tony is my best friend and has been on my side for so long. And yeah. if you guys saw the, the list of everybody he's worked with, it's kind of like crazy. And it's all like really famous country artists nice. of all things. 
Yeah, like he's from Nashville, and he literally. Okay. I mean, he did. He he works with everybody. Yeah, it's awesome. That is cool, man. It's always nice to have somebody like that in your corner for sure. Definitely. So, what would you? Everybody likes to classify things. So, what would you classify the music you make as? Oh man, that that's like I tell everybody the same thing. I just I love emo music and I love punk music. So I just kind of try to put it together and see what comes out. Like, gotcha. and it and it's really weird because like I love like nineties music so yeah. much so so mm-hmm. if there's one thing i could do is combine like that emo punk sound with the 90s sound i would just love to do that i'm not talking like grunge either i'm talking like like 90s punk music like i love 90s punk music so much although don't get me wrong there's some 90s grunge i love like did you guys ever listen to silver chair oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh my gosh dude i loved that band so much I mean, i'm up. sure you've heard them too adam they have um what is that song? Dude, they have so many popular yeah. ones. But but I there's one of them that used they, to be on the radio all the time. Oh, dude, they, they they had a bunch on the radio, but they uh like back when they were like thirteen and fourteen years old and they were blowing up somehow. But like their best album, if you guys get a chance, Neon Ballroom, like that album just defines what music should sound like to me. Yeah. It's just such a good album. Uh, and I mean, to this day, it holds up so well. When you like put it in, it's like, damn, it's just a no skip album, which I love. And then I tell everybody the same thing. Dude, if there's one album that I could recreate that no one will ever be able to recreate, it's the original Third Eye Blind album. <laughs> oh, that's such a good album, dude. It's so good. It's my favorite yeah. album of all time. I mean, it's it's nice. literally 14 tracks long and every single song is a banger. Yeah, for sure. Third Eye Blind was dope. They were also like singing about like meth and shit. Oh yeah, dude, dude, they were like huge druggies. Yeah, which is it's so funny. So the last band that I was in, I don't know if you guys ever listened to it or not. It was called Northern Ghost, but we were friends with Alex from Third Eye Blind. Like we became friends with them, like at, through the weirdest circumstance, and we ended up shooting a music video in their actual studio, and um. It was like the strangest thing ever because Third Eye Blind tweeted out and was just like, right now we're listening to Northern Ghost uh, up in the sky. And they were literally flying and listening to our new album. And I was like, this is the coolest day of my life. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> it was That's so sick. Right. It was so sick. But like, I, I don't know. I just, I love that sound. That's just such a cool sound to me. Yeah, for sure. Listen up all you VIP peers. VIP players. Goddamn Patreon now. <laughs> Kevin's so aggressive. I did. We have a Patreon now. Yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> and a Discord. Yeah. And a YouTube. Discord. Come but join. No it. webcams yet. No webcams. You can't see our beautiful face. Not yet. Yeah. Shout out to Enormous Adam on Discord. Hit him up if you need a Discord. He did a great job on ours. It looks cool. But guess what? You won't know how it looks unless you join that bitch. <laughs> If you would, please join our Discord and our Patreon. It would be really cool of you. We would love you forever. We'd still love you forever, even if you don't. Yeah. But you join the Patreon, you're going to get stickers. stickers. You get to dehumanize me. Yes. I don't know what that means. Go look Go at the Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. 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 And that's it. That's and it. And subscribe to our fucking YouTube channel. Yeah. Comment. Thank you. Review. Subscribe. Yeah, all that stuff. Do everything that you do for all the people that you love on YouTube. Do it for us, too. Yeah. Thanks. We love you.
So before we get too far into all that stuff, man, let's uh let's name your playlist, dude. Oh man, this is gonna be tough. Dude, can, can we <laughs> oh, We can man, push can it we... off if you need to. <laughs> I was gonna say to you, uh this is gonna kill me because after you said bar- Barnacle Boy, that's literally all I've been thinking about is freaking uh, everything from SpongeBob and it's killing me, but I still want people to know it's uh, FBM playlist really bad. <laughs> oh, they will trust me because I'll add uh, the last uh, one we oh. did, uh, Squirtle Squad by Dwellings. So I'll add. Oh, I, see, I love that. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. So sick, dude, dude, yeah. dude. Can we can we do can we do Mermaid Man and the Barnacle Boys? Because that would oh, be yeah, so dude. sick. Yes, that would be so sick. Uh, for for reference, cool. for reference, Adam said he was my sidekick before we started this interview. I did, and I called him my Barnacle Boy. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right, man. It's named. So perfect. I love it, bro. Um, so the first songs we like to put on here, man, your first music memories from your parents showing you music, stuff like that. Maybe a uh, long road trip. They used to put something on. What you got for us? Oh man. Immediate thought is freaking <laughs> of all things collective soul. Oh yeah. Very cool dead serious december was like shining down that was was seriously (laughs) man dude dude december was my jam dude like oh yeah that one too dude it's so good it's so funny because when they first got back together it was like 2003 yeah maybe 2003 maybe 2002 but they were playing at house of rock down in florida in orlando and I was living in Baltimore at the time and I hit up my best friend and I was like, let's drive down to Orlando overnight and let's go fucking see Collective Soul. And he was like, let's do it. And like we went and that was the wildest show of my entire life because they, you, you, you know, I'm sure you guys both know they don't really play heavy music. No, but yeah, that's, yeah right. but their, sing, their singer loves cocaine. And yeah. like, he, he, I mean, when he came out on stage, he was so coked out of his mind. You would have thought he was in like hate breed. Oh, wow. nice. That's awesome. I mean, it was <laughs> bad on his, his health, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But the most incredible show was dude. It was so good. I've gone back and seen them four times since. Oh, nice. That's, That's awesome. awesome, dude. That's really cool. Oh yeah. So we got collective soul is what we're starting this bad boy off with. That's mm-hmm. what's up, man. Oh, a weird one to start with. Who was that that showed you that? Oh, dude, that was my mom and dad. Like, they were obsessed with that. That's awesome. That's really cool, man. I'm very uh, fortunate. I, I have parents who were very uh, versed in music. Yeah, dude, I did not. <laughs> yeah. Dude, my dad's, my dad's favorite band before he died was Thursday. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. Thursday's Ooh. like, they're like, man. Yeah, my brother even start? I don't know. It, it says was... somewhere in the Bible when they started. Right? <laughs> Shit, dude. 97, <laughs> man. Oh, what? damn, dude. I thought, yeah. it, I thought it could have been even before then. No, 1897. No. <laughs> 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 was, that what, was that when Waiting came out then? Uh, 1997 was... Waiting came out in 99, so they were a band a couple years looks like before yeah, they that. formed gotcha. they formed in 97 so that, that makes sense waiting they didn't release a, an actual album until 99 i'm sure they had a bunch of demos and shit but 
Oh, yeah. Man, it's so crazy because, like, one of my favorite things about that album is Wind Up was originally recorded for Waiting, and they were like, this isn't good enough. And then they put it on full collapse, and that song just kind of took off and ruled. Yeah. Well, uh, let's give us a Thursday song in honor of your dad, man. Oh, man, heck yes. I love that. Um, Dude, Paris and Flames. I love that song. Actually, yeah. wait. No, I lied. I lied. I like Can we change it? Yes. <laughs> you do too. I mean. Dude, Jet, Jet Black New Year. Like, literally. Year. Oh, gosh. What a song. That, that was probably my dad's favorite song of theirs. That's really cool, man. That's fucking, that's sick. Dude. My dad just listened it, to like whatever was on the radio, like, like, but it had to be like that oldie station. So like whatever hair metal band came on there and that's what he listened to. That's so funny. Dude, my dad, my dad was like Mr. Obsessed with finding music, like loved it. And it was so funny when he found uh full collapse, he was like, check out this band I heard. And I was like, what the fuck dad? <laughs> Yeah, yeah dude, for, the 90, for that to come out in the '90s is pretty fucking sick, man. I mm-hmm. I'm still like blown away by all the the like great music that came out in like the '90s, man. There was so much good music. Yeah. I mean, our, yeah. like his favorite band of all time was the Foo Fighters, and like, damn, like what a band! When you look know, back, dude, like yeah. what a discography. Yeah, those dudes are just killer, man. And like, fuck, Dave Grohl has been. He was in uh, Nirvana. He was also in Queens of the Stone Age for a little bit. Yeah, dude. I'm like, dude, he he's been all over the place. Yeah, just he one really hell of a musician, man. Yeah, that's yeah. one guy that I don't like. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I know whatever like their popular songs are and stuff, but I, I'm not all in his like discography. But I respect yeah. that guy like beyond oh, yeah. recognition. It, it's it's crazy. He's just, just so he's so cool. Like, I feel like he's one of the last people that's living that's like he's rock and roll like he is yes dude totally he's yeah. fucking an artist like rock and roll like i don't know just the shit he says when he talks about music it's 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 perfect yeah it's so true it's funny because he, he he came out to what's his name um i think it was in, oh i don't remember his name anyway he was talking to him and he said he stole all the drum beats that he did for nirvana from like oh yeah from some like disco bands from like disco band he was talking to he was talking to he was talking to pharrell yeah he was then, talking to pharrell yeah yeah and he was just like pharrell was he was just like dave was like dude i'm i'm not a good drummer and pharrell's like yeah right and he says no just go back and listen to it and then go listen to this like disco album and i just i did exactly what they did yeah, and you saw that, Pharrell's face. I get clicked because he was yeah, like, "Holy shit!" And it like, does. Holy it shit. played both of the beats, and they sounded almost identical. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, obviously, like the the speed's a little different, but yeah. it's like the exact same thing. Dude, that's so sick, though. Like, I love that man. It's just proof that, like, no matter where you are in, in music, like you're always taking influence from something else. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely, and that's that's kind of what we wanted to do on here, man. Is just show off those influences because you never know, man. Like. I mean, you kind of get like a general idea, but the one, the interview actually we just released today with uh, Isaac Wilson of Dwellings, him telling me that his like favorite band ever was Block Party was, that kind of threw me for a loop there because I was like, you know, you don't play that style of music. You, yeah, exactly. I would think that his his playlist would be full of like Chon and Polyphia, which he did put one song from each of them on there, but like 
the rest of it was just like my chemical romance say anything block party like just shit like that <laughs> dude that, that's all like my favorite music too so yeah, i feel yeah. him yeah so it's pretty it's pretty dope man i mean you can just pull in influence from anywhere and use it and whatever you want to make so it's so true dude that's why music's so great though and why you can't run out of ideas because there's infinite ideas for sure definitely what is that like name about full-blown meltdown oh dude okay so have you guys ever heard of the band pup huck no no, no pup p-u-p pup, yes like pup yes uh, yes okay okay so they put out an album in i think it was 2019 called morbid stuff uh-huh. and and like for the long like for the longest time I've searched for a band with that sound and like, I've never been able to find it while well, Tony, his wife hit me up and was like, Hey, check out this band. Like, I think you're going to love it. And I was like, okay. So I dove into their discography and I was like, Oh shit. Like, this is like the sound I've always looked for. Like I've always wanted a band to sound like this. And I, to this day, I swear they're like one of the best bands of all time, but they had a song on morbid stuff called full blown meltdown. And it was just, the craziest song and i was like man this guy is nuts like their singer is literally nuts and he just sings about whatever he wants to sing about all the time and i absolutely like i admire that so much and that song as soon as i heard it i was like damn dude i gotta name a project that <laughs> that's yeah. what i went with for you being like an emo like diy emo band that's like the perfect name for a diy emo band <laughs> yeah 100 percent it's so funny too because i literally was just like looking for a name for this project for probably i'm gonna say probably a year before that and i could not settle on one i mean i really couldn't and then as soon as i heard that song i was like damn dude this is definitely it and i'm so grateful that her name's nemo she showed me that and i was just like man girl like you have no idea you just like saved my life that's awesome that's really cool dude uh i want to talk about so the thing that intrigued me about you the most when, when I started following you on Twitter, I don't even know when I started following you, but it was, it was a while back and you, I think today was your 356th day in a row of you sharing, <laughs> yeah. uh, bands like just DIY yep. emo bands or just any band, really just any DIY band, right? Just oh, supporting yeah. the DIY scene. I think that is the coolest shit ever. And it's like, I know it probably wasn't for the buildup of your release, but I mean, shit, I'm sure that helps a lot with, I mean, just well, creating so, your own community. So mm-hmm. what, what what's so funny is literally I started doing it just to meet other artists and stuff. I was like, this is probably a great way. Cause you know, I already had a, a like, a decent Twitter following, a decent Instagram following, all that kind of stuff from my past projects. Like everything had already kind of built up. And I was like, man, if I help small artists, like eventually maybe they'll help me too. And it really did work out that way. Like it really did. But I mean, in all reality, it helped me find so much good music. I mean, I found amazing. I had never heard of Ogbert the nerd before this. I had never heard of like, anybody like oolong or or carpool or any yeah, of those yeah. bands or ben ben quad and i was like finding them all and i was like dude what the hell like this is a whole side of music i have never listened to and i had so much fun diving into it like i mean just so much and the craziest thing is 
I've met bands that literally have 40 followers and are so much better than I'll ever be. And I'm just like, oh, it's insane. Hey, yeah. Dude, seriously, how is this band this unknown? And yet they're putting out music of like quality that I like, I'll never touch. Like they're yeah. just that good. They're <clears throat> yeah. that good. It, it's just crazy to me. We, we have a similar experience. Um, we, you know, you know, we're not like interviewing like the super massive like artist, And so we've been building this community and like, you know, we help the bands promote themselves. And at the same time, we're discovering all this wonderful music. They come on the show. Generally speaking, they have a good time. And then they tell their homies like, yo, go talk to like Augie and Adam. And, exactly. then, and then they'll, you know, we share their shit. They share our shit. And it's, it's awesome. And then the, like, the amount of music that we find, just like you said, you know, this, this band or whatever has like 500 listeners. I'm like, how, like, this is insanely good. Yeah, um, exactly. It goes, it goes to like, it speaks to just how saturated the market is though. It, it's, so Oh, saturated. it does. Yeah. It's so true. And, and, but the thing is you guys are kind of like doing the same thing I am like kind of community building, yeah. which is the greatest thing in the world. Like, yeah, ev- met some everybody cool helps everybody. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. We're yeah, not as good as you at it though. <laughs> no, no, we're not. But you know, usually <laughs> sometimes at the end, like if they had a really good time, they'll be like, Hey, like this was fun. Like, let's do it again. And you can tell they, they want to come back on they, and sure to promote their stuff, but they generally like they had a good time. And then if we bring them on again, we don't always make a playlist. We'll just shoot the shit. And it's awesome. Exactly. Just hanging out with people that enjoy music. It's, yeah. Well, well, that's the really that's awesome. the biggest thing too. Like, you don't know when you're going to interview that artist that in like two or three years it's just going to pop off. That's and true. like, yeah, they, they they already came on your show. That you look back two years and it's just like, well, when I interviewed them, they had two hundred monthly listeners. Now they have two hundred thousand. I wonder if they'll come back on. Of course, they're going to come back on. If you're yeah. like one of the first ones that helped them, why the hell would they not help you back? Like that, that's just how it should be. Hope that this, happens. You, you think, could be the first one, buddy. Right, man. Let's go. <laughs> Try, I'm trying so hella hard. You have no idea. I, I truly think one of the coolest things about doing this is like I've talked to. So I started this project like four years ago now. It's been a while. Shit, dude. Almost maybe three years. It's three and a half somewhere around 2020 yeah 2020 started yeah so yeah roughly three and a half years ago and uh the first like i I had to stop it for like a year and a half almost two years uh we were going through a lot of shit and but like some of those bands that i talked to i still talk to today Mm. and when i first interviewed them they were at like maybe a couple hundred monthly listeners or couple you know maybe like a thousand or two and now some of those bands are like clearing 30 40,000 listens a month and one exactly. you know, it's, it's fucking it's just cool to see which the genre of music that i enjoy isn't necessarily the most popular so 34,000 listeners a month is like pretty goddamn big in that yeah, genre that's pretty <laughs> so, oh, yeah. you know like i don't know Trust it's just me, cool it, to wh- see that growth for sure exactly and we're in that scene too where there's so many bands doing it that if you get to the point where you have even 20,000 listeners, it's like, damn, you did something right. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Especially, you know, a lot of these bands are now like figuring out how to like minimize costs. And so it's, you know, it, it, it is helping them because they're not spending as much money as they would, you know, 
without exactly. Man. he's just doing stuff differently you know and and it's it's really cool to see so they they are able to fund their band with the you know and that's pretty much all you can hope for in this genre so <laughs> exactly oh it's so true it is so true like gab is always like you just love playing music don't you and i'm like hell yeah i ain't never gonna make a dime off this but i absolutely love writing music <laughs> yeah like i think the 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 first goal you said is to just be able to support your band you know yep, regardless exactly. if you have any passive income from it or not you just want to be able to release content and singles and songs and whatever pay for that and that's good enough <laughs> exactly well it's so it's so funny too so like yeah i haven't really got into this yet with you guys but so i have a whole album recorded and everything right and i sent it out to so many labels okay i don't know man i don't even know how much of backstory i've given you guys i got picked up by a pretty big manager yeah, like, like like probably about like six months ago, he manages like the used dance Gavin oh, dance, shit, hail, hail, hail the sun. Yeah, and he's been doing a great job with me. Like I've been really happy with him. His name's Will Stevenson, and he was the vice president of the Artery Foundation. So he's the one that brought up like asking Alexandria. Oh, gotcha, and all gotcha. that. Yeah, so he picked me up, and when he picked me up, he was like, "You have something here. Like this album is kind of gonna blow up, I think." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So he shops it out to a bunch of labels. Well, I mean, these are like big labels that I was like, I have no chance of getting with these. And they all were like, hey, why don't you sign with us? You guys should have seen these offers I got. They were hilarious. Like the the way that you think you make no money as a DIY artist. Well, these labels basically take everything that you could earn and put it in their pocket. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, my gosh, dude, like why would anyone sign with a label? And Will was just like, he was like, you know what, man, I'm not going to fault you if you don't want to sign with any of them. And I was like, good. Cause I don't like, yeah. I don't want anything to do with any of this. And even the smaller labels, like there've been some really, really like you guys know, like really rad records and lonely ghost records and all yes. them. So they all asked me to sign with them too. And I was like, I love you guys. And, and like, I'll talk to my manager and I have a PR person too. And I was like, I'll talk to them about it. And of course I talked to them and they were like, we really like would rather you just stay independent than signing with anybody small. And, yeah. and like, they, they just, they want me on a big label so bad, but I'm telling you guys, you want to talk about a way to like lose your ass, sign with one of those labels. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, oh, man, the I... people we've spoken to that like everybody's, that's why there's so many DIY bands. Now they're all just like, I... look, if we're not going to make money anyways, let's do it how the hell we want to yeah exactly it's so true and the crazy thing is literally they, they were looking so one of the labels i was talking to was a one i really wanted to sign to until like you know they got to the point where they were just like well your first release would be x and x was literally like a year and a half away and i was like fuck that i will do this all myself before i give you any control over when I can release music. Right. Yeah. But like that that is so crazy to me that these labels are telling bands when they can release their shit. Like that that makes no sense whatsoever. I feel like I which I've heard this too. I feel like there there's sometimes they'll sign an artist and they'll just hold their shit that way they're not competing with 
the yes. artists that are already on the label that they know. You know what I'm saying? So yes, it, that way they, they, you don't release a song and then you end up competing with their big artists. So they'll just buy, basically buy your shit and then hold it and not release yes. it yep. for a while. So Yep. And, and it happens all the yeah. time. Like the, the stories Will was telling me uh, were just crazy. And I was like, man, dude, like, I'm so happy I have you on my side because, like, he wants me to win. I love the guy. Like, he's yeah. so cool. It's so crazy. Like, he was like, hey, man, like, when you released the album, he was like, you don't got the money or anything. He was like, I'll pay for your PR. I'll do this. I'll do that. He was like, eventually, you're going to make me money, so I'm going to help you make money. And I was right. just like, like, damn, dude, like, what like, what a one in a million person to find in the music world. That's awesome, dude. That's really cool. Like, yeah, especially, shit, dude, I'm sure... <laughs> I mean, if nobody's making money, I mean, somebody's got to be making money, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. And dude, <laughs> I, I, I know exactly who it is, too. Like, I'm telling you right now. So my current PR person, you want to talk about people that make money right now? You get into public relations. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Like, the amount of money that they ask for to, to like, release a single is astronomical and it's just like wow what why why did people pay that kind of money for pr and it's so funny because will keeps being like hey let, let me like pay x and i'm just like nah i can do this myself and he's yeah. always just like and he's always like okay well here's the goal if you can reach this goal without x because i don't want to like say her name or anything if you can reach the goal without her then I will like let you release another song. And if you can reach the next goal without her, we will continue to go in that direction. That's and the first awesome. goal, yeah. And the first goal we had was did a thousand monthly listeners, which we did with the first song. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know what? We can get to a thousand monthly listeners. That's great. And he was like, okay, well, the second song when it comes out, I want you to hit 2000 monthly listeners by the time it's out for six weeks. And I was like, yes, sir. So literally, I'm on Reddit, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. I am pushing my shit everywhere, trying to get it in front of, like, just to ears. Yeah. And, it, and it's so, like, I'm actually having fun challenging myself and being like, can I do as good a PR as they would do for me for, mm -hmm. you know, $6,000? Well, what's like, great about it, though, is, like, you had, a, you built a community, like, for the last 356 days, you've spent building this this massive community of people listening to and sharing other people's shit. And so I think, I mean, without any, you know, you don't ask people to to reciprocate or anything, you know, you just, you oh, just yeah. do it. And I think that's what people enjoy. And, and I mean, shit, dude, you don't need a PR company with the amount of fucking community that you've built in the last almost year so and it, the crazy thing is though like even as much as i put in all that like you, you still can't get like i still can't get my music in front of eyes that are like you know cr like someone okay here, here's the biggest thing these pr people and these labels have ties to one thing that none of us have and that is to giant playlists like yeah. come, mm -hmm. come like Spotify, come iTunes, like Apple music, come any of that stuff, title or whatever it is. They all have ties to these huge playlists that their artists automatically get on where a guy like me, good fucking luck, man. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. 
you, you are so lucky to get on that kind of stuff if you are at, at a DIY level. You have which, to have like so many pre-saves and all that shit in order for well, Spotify well, to even pick you up on one of their curated playlists. You want to hear something fucking crazy? You know how many pre-saves I had on this song for uh, Party With Villains? This is crazy. 1,422. Damn. And and it still didn't get picked up for a playlist. Wow. And that's like the yep. second song you've released. That's fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The first song had 540 some. And I was like, man, like, that's so sick. This You almost tripled that shit, dude. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, it, what was really nice is Twitter and Reddit helped me a ton. But um, what was I going to say? But... What's so crazy is when you do a pre-release, people don't know this. When you do like a pre-save for songs, normally it's not till the third or fourth week of that song being out that it gets released on a release radar. So I have to wait for another probably three Fridays to see if like this was all worth it. And if I actually hit my goal of over 2000 monthly listeners, which drives me crazy because like every single day I'm like looking at my plays. And like they're going up, you know, they're 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 slowly climbing, like slowly. But I'm just like, man, like I just wish that that release radar would pop the day that it comes out. Because yeah. oh my gosh, that would feel so good. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. I've had a couple of them, but I I think maybe I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I followed the band or whatever. They'll pop on my yeah. re- release radar as soon as the thing comes out, but. Well, well, that's the biggest thing, too, is I don't release music on Fridays. So it's not going to pop on release radar the first day, no matter what. Release Got radar will, will not happen at all until the first Friday the song's out. And at the latest, it's the fourth Friday the song is Damn. out. And it, yeah, so it drives me crazy. I, I, I've done all this research into this crap with Will because, like, I really want this stuff to be successful so bad. Yeah. But it's just it's so frustrating knowing that these labels like here's the craziest thing you know when i was talking to those labels a lot of them were just like we can get you playlist placements on this and this and this and i'm just like man that's beautiful and all but the problem is if i'm giving you my masters and i'm giving you 50 percent of all streaming like and i did all the work like yeah. why am i giving what why am i giving you that just to get on a playlist like that just seems so unfair yeah and not to mention like they also have ties like the big press outlets like alternative press and like oh yeah all the big like the the giant like podcast interviews and like you know all yeah, the I mean, giant all the publicity, yeah that's yeah. what you're paying for and i mean that's it's that's so cool, true but uh, i don't know like i don't know if it's and worth it's, it to be honest like it, i don't know but i don't make music and so. That's the whole thing. To me, it's just not. To other bands, it might be worth it. It totally might. I get it when people sign the labels. I really do. It's just until a label comes along and offers me something ridiculous. Like, okay, if a label comes along and says, hey, we're going to let you keep 75% of your streaming and we're going to let you keep your masters, I would be like, hell yeah, go ahead. Let's do this. But the minute that you want 50% or more and you want my masters, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. The masters that's man. I feel like that's like a giant mistake. Mm-hmm. It's selling oh, your masters. Huge. huge. And so many, like so many labels are always like, you know, we're just licensing them out. We're just licensing them out. Okay. So that means that for the next 10 to 20 years, you still own them. I don't want you to own them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's been a few lucky people who was able to buy them back, but still, like, 
Ah, that's that's tough. Oh, it is. It's just not my life either. Like I'd much rather go DIY and just see how that works out for me. Yeah, yeah for sure, man. Let's uh let's try to take it back to the music a little bit, man. So, uh, you uh, we got your you know parents' music on here. Let's get what was some of the first music that you found by yourself? Oh yeah. Oh man. Okay, my first band that I ever found that I was like, "Damn, I love this." Was probably. Do you guys remember Harvey Danger? Yes. Mm-hmm. Paranoia, paranoia. They, they have, everybody's coming to yes. me. Yeah, Black Pulse. Yes, dude. <laughs> yes, bro. That was one of the first albums I ever bought on my own, and to this day, that song is one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> That's funny. The first time I heard that song, it was in that fucking movie. Um, damn. what movie was it? You don't remember? Uh, I know exactly what it's about, and I know it, it was. Uh, let me see. That's it. It's gonna drive you nuts until it you is look gonna it up drive me fucking it. nuts, dude. It's gonna drive me nuts. <laughs> what, what movie? It was a it was a horror flick. It was a horror movie. That's so funny, dude. The first time I ever heard it was at a carnival. <laughs> yeah, disturbing behavior. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. That's so funny. That is so funny, dude. Yeah. I was literally, I was literally on bumper cars at a carnival, and I was just like, "What is this song?" And I, I searched everywhere for that song until i found it have you have y'all seen that movie no i've never seen it dude i'm oh, not sure shit. if i have okay it's about the these kids that they're they're in high school and the teachers are like brainwashing all the kids uh-huh yeah it's pretty sick and like is it worth watching yeah i think oh, yeah. so i liked it when i was younger dude i'll watch anything yeah <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta understand the movie was made like. Oh, of course, of course. It's not in like 1998, so yeah, it's not like yep. the best graphics or anything. But it was pretty fucking sick. It's got uh, Katie Holmes in it. Oh, that's so sick, dude. Yeah, it was a pretty good movie. So I she, liked it. I was gonna say she had to be young. Yeah, man. she was super young. Yeah. It's got so funny. James Marsden. I don't know if y'all know who that is. He plays. Uh, let's see. Dude, of course I know James Bond. Yeah, X-Men. He's he Cyclops yeah, X-Men. Dude, yeah. dude, did you see the show he was just in? Mm-mm. He was just in one of the funniest shows I have ever seen in my entire life. It's called Jury Duty, and it's on Freebie. And I'm telling you, if you – and Freebie is literally free TV. I'm telling you guys right now, you both have to watch that show. All right, man. I'll it, put it on the yeah, list, dude. Have to, yeah. It, have to check it out. It, it is – it's literally just called Jury Duty, and it is one of the funniest shows I have ever seen in my entire life. And the craziest thing is, I went in to watch that that show because uh, I love him. Like, I think he's so funny. But, like, I went in to watch it, and one of my childhood friends is the defendant in the show. Wow, dude, that's crazy. I, that's awesome. Is that not crazy? I was like, damn. I was like, congrats, Ben. Like, that's so sick that you actually made it on, like, a show that big, and I'm telling you guys, watch it. I promise, it's amazing. Hell I will yeah, not lead dude. you astray. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got flag posted, man. What's what's the next? Give us give us a couple more. Oh man, uh, all the ones that I found when I was younger. Yeah. Okay. So how did you uh, progress from Harvey Danger? <laughs> bro, my my ears got like super weird around that time of my life because I ended up getting really into MXPX. If you guys remember them, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
dude, like I was like super into MXPX at the time. And uh, hang on, which song was it that was probably my favorite when I was a kid? I gotta look this up real quick. Because gosh dang, I love that band so much. And it, it, MXPX was weird because my cousin bought me the cassette. And I was like, oh, sick, dude. Like, I lo- oh, yeah, let it happen. That was it, dude. I love that song, man. And then after after let it happen, where did I go from there, man? Like, I started getting really weird. Then I went to Clint Eastwood from the Gorillas was like the next, like, huge shocker that I remember in my brain and being yeah, like, that was wow, going I, too. I, dude, it was so good. I was like, man, like, I absolutely love this band. And to this day, like the gorillas, I, whenever they put something out, I'm like, all right, I got to listen to it. Even if it's shit, I'm just like, whatever, dude, I have to listen to it. Like my yeah. brain is that addicted to it. Like, especially because I was really into blur as a kid. I don't know if you guys ever listened to blur, but yeah, I yeah. love blur. And like the fact that immediately when I found out that it was blur, that was actually the gorillas, my mind was blown. Oh, like, yeah, 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 for sure. You know, because you're a kid and you're just like, damn, dude, that's so sick. Yeah, man. Like, they're in two bands and both of them are so good. <laughs> Blur was in that fucking, wasn't it that Garnier Fructis commercial? <laughs> were they really? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I did not Woo-hoo! know that. Is it that song? Yep, yep, yeah. yep. That, yeah, they was, were in a, that was them, dude. <laughs> they were in a Garnier, Garnier Fructis commercial like in the 90s, or like early that 2000s, 90s, so... yeah. That is so funny. You know who they <laughs> like, like? You know who Blur's biggest rivalry was with? This Ew. is really weird. Oasis. Oh wow. Hmm. They they absolutely hated each other. If you guys ever get a chance, dive in to the Blur versus Oasis of the '90s. It is the craziest rivalry you'll ever read about. That's hilarious, man. I, that's so crazy to me. That like, yeah. Give us a Blur song, man. Oh, dude, just just do song two, man, because that's two, the song yeah. everybody, everybody will know. Everybody yeah. will know it right away. That's the, I know it from the Garnier Fructis commercial. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what a thing to know it from, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, those were funny commercials, too. I think it was Garnier <laughs> Fructis. Maybe I'm like, no, it was for sure. Let me, let me make sure, dude. <laughs> Hold on. I, uh, I love how incredibly, like, 90s this playlist is so far. Yeah, yeah. I also remember the the fucking Mountain Dew commercial uh, with uh, Hoobastank in it. Oh, bro, oh my gosh, Hoobastank! What? Yeah. I did. I don't know if you guys ever had their album, but I had it when I was younger, and I was just like, "This whole thing is bad." <laughs> no, I never had it, dude. It I was didn't. so funny, man. Because like that, their single, everybody bought that album because of that single, and then every single song sounded exactly the same, but in a bad way. Wow, I hated that feeling, man. That was like the worst feeling when you were a kid, especially because like you couldn't hear the rest of the album on streaming or anything. You had to just buy the CD and see if it yeah. sucked or not. Yeah, we've talked about that many times. Yeah, you had to buy the CD, and if it was if it sucked, then you were just out of fucking ten dollars, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude. Oh, what a horrible feeling. Or you could go and like I, trade it into Hastings for like two bucks. Yeah, dude. Or, or yeah. I don't know. Do you guys remember it was like Record Town before it was Fye? And oh, then, uh, so we never had a Fye. Right? We live in a, like a really small town in Texas. The, we only we only had the Hastings. 
oh no way dude yeah. we had record and tape traders and fye and record town like we had a bunch of stuff like that but man like fye was the worst you went in there and you would buy a cd and dude cds were like 14.99 in mm-hmm. the 90s like, like the late late 90s early 2000s and it was like wow dude that is so expensive and then you'd sell it back and you'd get 50 cent credit <laughs> yeah yeah hastings wasn't oh. that bad hastings would give you like three or four dollars store credit or like two bucks cash yeah dude, man we hastings lived in was a shit things. dude I, yeah we did we would just hang out in hastings like all day Dude, that's how I was. I actually, my first job, well, my first job was a catering company, which was terrible. I was only there for a year, but my, my first job that I actually loved was at an FYE. And, uh, it was the craziest thing because I'll never forget the number one most sold back CD that we had in stock. What was actually one you would never guess. Do you guys remember tub thumper? Yeah. Yeah. yeah dude that that was the it number was a, one uh, dish walla or something what is it? it it was it was something like that. i don't even remember but it was the number one most sold back cd and it got to the point where it was so bad that if people brought us that cd we weren't allowed to buy it back that's fine chumba wamba was the fucking name not chumba, that was it yeah. that was it chumba yeah but it was that and you know what the number two most sold back album ever was this is crazy white pony by the deftones oh wow that was like that yep. was like, like my favorite album growing up. I dude, I know yeah, I it's couldn't a great be- album. I couldn't believe it, but it, it was to the point where if you sold it back to us, you got a dime. Wow. Yeah. Hell Nuts, yeah, man. <laughs> dude, I, I still awesome. remember. I remember like all the stats from working there. Number three was the Eiffel sixty five CD with blue on it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, you can only listen to blue so many times. <laughs> oh, bro, for real though. Although when I was a kid, I was obsessed with that song. Oh, who wasn't, bro? That was such oh, a yeah. good song. I mean, I, not that it ever comes on now, but if it did, I'd turn it up. Oh, it comes on all the time in my house, bro. My wife plays yeah. that shit all the time. <laughs> oh no, dude. Yeah. Oh no. Kids love that shit too, man. They're in the car and singing, you know. <laughs> that's so funny dude yeah but um all right let's get into your actually i want to know so what got you into playing instruments man oh dude so this is like really weird but i had when i was a kid i was like man like you know my parents were super into music and like they'd watch like music like vhs's and stuff all the time of like bands playing live or like music videos because that's when like mtv and stuff was really popular and they Mm -hmm. sold like vhs's of it and i will never forget that dude i don't remember it was like probably like fourth or fifth grade my music teacher when i told her i wanted to play drums dude this lady was such a bitch she was like you do not have any musical talent and i was like Wow. Yeah, dude. And I was just like, dude, okay, so I went to a private school. Like, my parents sent me to a private school, and it was, like, the worst school of all time. And this lady, to this day, I hope she died because, like, <laughs> she was just – she was that mean. Like, she was that mean. I have never met a human being this mean. And, like, it resonated with me so hard, and I will never forget. It was, like, eighth grade, and I was like, Dad, will you buy me a drum set? And he was just like – I thought you'd never ask, dude. And he bought me my first drum set and I was so thrilled. And I practiced like I'm I'm talking my parents must have hated me because I was practicing probably like eight hours a day. <laughs> it was bad. And then of course I had friends who were like super into playing music too. And then like, you know, I started playing bass in 10th grade. 
And I only played drums and bass for the longest time. Like that's all I did. And then um, it was only three years ago that I picked up guitar and then about, and, and at the same time started singing. And I was like, man, this is kind of fun too. Like I like this, but I played drums and bass for every band I was in for God knows how long. Oh, right, damn. So you're just fresh to the guitar. That's cool, man. Oh, bro, I'm so fresh to guitar and so fresh to singing. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, it's not bad for being brand new to it, dude. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. I yeah, appreciate man. it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, l- tell us a little bit about um, Let Me Hang and Pray With Villains. What are those songs about? Okay. Dude, so Let Me Hang was legitimately just like a, a whole... Dude, I don't know if you guys ever listened to the band uh, Cursive. Yes. Part of them. So so I like based Let Me Hang off of a song of theirs called Driftwood, like lyrically and everything. And, you know, it's basically like everything in his life, he's just fucked it up. Like that's all there is to it. And like no matter who tries to fix him, he's just busted. And I was like, man, like I just really loved that idea. So I wanted to base something loosely off of that. And then um, Parting with <laughs> Dude, Parting with Villains was really funny because – I was writing it. This is probably super fucked up that I did this, but I, I, while I was talking to the labels and I was getting super frustrated, I was writing that song. And if you actually dive into that song, it is about every single label I talked to and everyone that I was working with in the music industry at the time that was, (laughs) I'm dead serious. Like those lyrics are very spiteful to the people I was talking to at the time. Yeah. I don't blame you at all, man. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was frustrated, yeah. But I just, I love writing lyrics about, like, you know, real shit. Like, I don't know, if something's going on in my life, I'm going to write about it. Yeah, I think those are like the, that's like the best form of, of lyricism to me personally. Oh, me too, dude. Me We're too. just relatable, you know. Yeah, yep, if I haven't exactly. necessarily been through it, I can still relate to you based off of what you're saying. Exactly. That's how I feel too, dude. So you real quick, you said Driftwood by Cursive? Yeah, man. Okay, I went ahead and threw that song on there as well. Good look, because that yeah. is a great song. Um before we get into like the the emo and, and stuff uh phase, <laughs> this is slated to come out June twenty second. I don't know if you have any like more releases that you can talk about or anything you can talk about. But that's oh, uh, yeah. kind of the target date for this. So you can talk about, you know, whatever <laughs> you actually, can. <laughs> no, no, that that's beautiful because I have another song coming out then actually that I'm super, super. So these first two, it's really weird. So I have the whole album recorded. It's 11 songs long. Uh, none of these songs made it. The, this first two. So what we did was there were three B-sides that I really liked. And... I recorded 23 songs total, but only I only wanted to release the 14 of them because a couple of them that just didn't feel like they fit my sound right. And a couple of them, uh, just like, I was like, I love parts of these, but as a whole, I'm not going to release them. So what we did was my least favorite of all the B-sides was Let Me Hang. And I was like, let's release that first. And then Partying With Villains was my second least favorite. And then this new one is the one that it came so close to making the album. It was crazy, but another song like just barely edged it out. And 
it's so funny. I haven't said the name of the album to anybody. I haven't told anybody jack shit. But I will tell you guys that the album is so sick. Like, I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. I can't wait for anyone to hear it because it is one of the weirdest albums people are ever going to hear. And, like, it flows front to back so well without stopping that it makes no sense. I, I think people are really going to dig it. That's I awesome. really do. And I'm very excited. Yeah, all these songs are already mixed and mastered. Are you waiting on anything? Or are you just no, dude? Dude, I've been sitting on this for over six. Oh, months that's now. that's got to be so hard, man. Wow, oh, it, it it's been killing me. So now I finished mixing and mastering everything. Damn, it's been longer now. It's been since October, so it's been eight months now that I've been sitting on the album, and I'm not going to get to release a single song off of it until almost a year after it was finished being Damn. mixed and mastered. Wow. Yeah, and oh, it's been absolutely wrecking me. But this next song coming out, I'm telling you guys, it is the best song I have coming out by far out of the three singles. Like, by far. I fucking love it. Hell yeah, dude. I'm excited to hear that, man. I'm, I'm really excited, excited for everybody here. I really am. Like, we kind of, like, let me hang in part of the villains were, were like really songs that I was like, I like these songs. Like they're, they're cool. And I feel like they're strong to come out with because they're very just like aggressive. And, and like a lot of my stuff is nowhere near as like aggressive as those two songs are. It's more like, um, I feel like the songwriting is just better on the other songs. And, and I really want everyone. I wanted everyone like right off the bat to be like, Oh damn, like, okay. Full blown meltdown is kind of like crazy. And then when they hear the album, then they'd be like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this is just like, it, like everything. There's just everything on it. And I really just, I think it's going to excite people a lot. I really do. Oh, yeah, man. I have a little confession to make. So last month we did a, did a live episode and I asked for everybody to like send me new songs or new bands or whatever to, uh, yeah. to add into a playlist. And then we listen to it and we talk about some of our favorite songs on that playlist. <laughs> So last month we didn't have uh, as many uh, people send us songs as we normally have. So I oh. just I just scrolled through your fucking Twitter and <laughs> I love that and dude. put a bunch I of fucking that. songs on there, dude. I put a uh, good hangs, haunt dog, and Saturdays at your place were some of the ones that I put on there. <laughs> That's so sick, man! Those are so great too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I was like, fuck, we need a little, a few more songs to listen to. So I was like, fuck it. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys ever need recommendations, please just come to me because I promise you, I know way too many bands. Yeah, so I like people to, you know, send us some some music to listen to. And uh, we just, like this month, we have we have a pretty decent sized playlist. We got 36 songs. It's a little over two hours. Uh, oh yeah, so that's we're huge. set for this. Yeah, I, that's I, I like to keep it at around two hours because that's plenty to listen to and then and then pick. But I also have like bigger bands on here if they release something new. So like Bring Me the Horizon and uh, I put Post Malone's new song on this one too. So I'm actually really interested in the new Post stuff because have you noticed how quick he's putting out this new album? Yeah, because his last album flopped so hard, and I think he really is like, "Damn, I really let people down." Yeah, he. I don't know, man. He's 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 a good artist. I enjoy a lot of his stuff. Oh, I, uh, I'm the same way. His first three albums are three of the best. Like, I don't even know what to describe his music as exactly, but they're they're perfect, all three of them. And then that new one really, uh, 
it just kind of let me down like all over the place. Was that the 12 carat toothache? Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't listen to that one. It's just not very good. Like it's, it's got songs on it that are decent, but like nothing really like strikes you. And I think that he, I mean, he just put that out last year. So, you know, for a fact, he took so much time between the first three that him just flying this one out a year later says that, damn, that one must have flopped hard. Yeah. My my favorite of the ones that he's released is Hollywood's Bleeding. I love that album. That is by far his best album. Yeah. That album's so good. It's so good. Like, right from the get-go, and there's not a bad song on it. Yeah. For sure, dude. Complete, completely agree, dude. Let's uh let's get into your emo phase, man. Give us some of these these badass emo bands that you love. <laughs> oh man, dude, that is so difficult. Um, I'm trying to think of who my favorite bands would be right now because I have got a lot of bands I'm really into right now. Okay, first off, th- nobody even noticed it. Nobody said jack shit. Literally, one person noticed it. Did you guys ever listen to Bear versus Shark or no? I. Uh, I have listened to a few songs of theirs. I was not like big into them, but yes. Dude, they they were like one of my favorite emo bands growing up. And no joke, I even talk about Catamaran in the new song, the Party with Villain song, and like nobody fucking caught it. And I was like, damn, that makes me so sad. But like that song, man, you want to talk about a song to add to the playlist? Catamaran is where it's at. Like, I love that song. I love that band so much. I'm, I'm obsessed with them. Also, did you guys, you guys ever listen to Origami Angel or no? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Origami Game. So, <laughs> man, that Thank You New Jersey song, holy shit, it's good. Yeah, so we talked about that one. That was one of the ones on uh, on the playlist last month, too. And, it, dude, if you listen to it, it reminds me of uh, Simple Plan's Scooby-Doo song. <laughs> Dude, dude, it really does. It really does. <laughs> yes, but I love it. Like, I'm not knocking it at all. It sounds fucking dope, and it's catchy as hell, so. It, it's so catchy. And then, I don't know if you guys, were you guys ever into free throw or no? Free throw, yes. Dude, Adam, okay, so Adam's free- not big into the, the emo, Midwest emo stuff. So. No. That's, that's not his. Not my team. team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> telling you right now, the song, that they had a song that, like, initially kind of was the song that like shocked my brain back awake to loving emo and it's called weak tables and it's off barrier mind and i'm telling you like when i first heard that song i was like why did i ever stop loving emo like uh, why did i get out of this like it threw me for a loop and just put me right back in but that's one I would definitely put on there is Weak Tables. Cause damn, my uh, what a favorite free throw song is the Two Beers In. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dude, it's so good. That's off their yeah. first LP, too, dude. Yeah, that's a good that was, one. That's like their, uh, that's the OG. Man, so I went and saw them right after they released Bear Your Mind. And so they only had that and they had the first album. And I was, and you know, they have like an EP, too. And I went and saw them at this place called The End in Nashville, which holds maybe 80 kids and like we were slammed at me and Tony went together. Tony had never even heard them. And like, I mean, I'm talking, I was freaking crowd surfing on top of people that were a quarter of my size. And I was like, I'm having the best night of my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking so funny. Fun. 
<laughs> dude, they they were so good live, so good. But yeah, dude, they're that, doing hell good now. Jeez. Oh man, they're they're doing so well right now. I feel bad for them though because I don't think I will ever love them like I once did. Ever since I don't know if you guys know, they lost their drummer a little while ago, like probably like two years ago now. And his drumming was really like a key vital part to that band. And I'm going to yeah. really miss it like really bad. They put out a new single recently and it was good, but like, I just missed his drumming. I missed it really bad when I heard it. I was like, damn dude, like that's the one thing. Do you guys remember when, did you guys ever listen to death cab for cutie? Yeah. I remember death cab. Yeah. 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 Man, when they lost their drummer, it was the same thing with me. I was like, damn, like, I don't know if I'll ever love this band the same way again. However, their new album they just put out, it's really good. (laughs) I haven't listened to it. Like, Death Camp has always been like a hit or a miss for me. Uh, That's how their albums are with me, too. Their Transatlanticism album is really good. Oh, it's so good. And Plans. Yes. uh, Yeah. Yep. Plans was really good. But those are the albums I love, too. Other than that, I really, I really didn't listen to them past that. Exactly. No, I, I totally understand that too, because a lot of their stuff past that was just kind of like droning emo music, like yeah. just low key, lo-fi emo that just, it, it just, it was the same way with me. I wasn't really that into it. And it was because they lost that drummer. I'm telling you when they lost him, it hurt them bad. Yeah. I was, I do he, like, um. Uh, I probably like the Postal Service more than I like Death Cab. Oh, I think a lot of people do. Yeah, I, that that album, uh, Give Up, is just it, it's a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> exactly. And well, I do like his lyrics as well. His lyrics are always have always been very intriguing because he like he te- oh, he, he like tells a story and it, it yes his lyrics have always been like really fucking cool. 100 percent. he is a great lyricist like yeah. one of the best i know they're playing a couple of shows with the postal service i know they're doing like festivals and they're going on a tour for their 20 year yeah. anniversary which is cool hey, it's it's so cool that he's doing it's all both, fucking sold like... out so oh of course yeah. Oh. yeah wait what kind of music are you into adam i have to know this um i don't know okay what, what would you how, how would you sum it up I, all I... right so adam uh-oh. <laughs> Adam is not into emo or pop punk or any of that stuff. He, Adam's no. Adam's like cup of tea is like progressive. Uh, yeah. Melodic, so, so, hardcore. So we, oh, okay, okay. Well, I was going to say, if we're talking progressive, I, I was going like Mars Volta and Closure in Moscow kind of stuff. Closure in Moscow, but yeah. It, Adam, I think Adam likes a little bit of them. Yeah. But if we're, <laughs> if we're going more in the hardcore direction, what? who are we talking uh, I, dude, I I listen to everything. So. I would say Adam's like favorite recent band. Adam, would you say like Hell the Sun? A lot like Birds. Um, like oh, dude, yeah. So like a lot like Birds is great. Early DGD. Um, yeah, dude. So so you would love my manager because he literally yeah, every one of those bands, dude. He's like all about picking them up as Hail soon as he finds sun, them. Royal Coda. So like uh, anything with Kurt Travis in it is, <laughs> is Adam's favorite, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, I gotta ask you because these are actually buddies of mine that I've known my whole life. Do you know who Body Thief is? Yes, I do. Okay, cool, man. I wasn't sure. I was like, I wonder how they're doing actually, because 
they're from Baltimore, where I'm from. And literally, we've played a thousand shows together growing up. And they told me, they were like, we finally got signed to Blue Swan Records. And, you know, all those bands are on it. And I was like, oh, man, that's so sick. And I have yet to listen to their album. That was one of the bands I interviewed like three years ago. Yeah. Oh, no way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did, actually. What was it like? Was it Danny and Sebastian you interviewed, I'm betting? It was, if I'm not mistaken, it was Danny, Sebastian, and... And probably Greg. Greg. Yeah, Greg. There might have been another one or not. I don't remember if it was... I think it was just the three of them. It may have been more. It's been so long. (laughs) Exactly. So so basically... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. Dude, dude. But that I love that kind of music too, dude. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, post-hardcore, experimental, progressive. I think that's that would be the the quick way to sum it up. And then when, you know, coming up, like System of a Down, Rage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Obviously, Slipknot. So, like, that kind of shit that will never leave. His girlfriend is getting him into, like... She, his girlfriend did get him into the used, which is really cool. He got cool. me into the used. Yeah. yeah. And Dude, I got her. I, I love him. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I, That's so sick. I, I was literally like probably the latest adopter of the used ever. And then I was like, yo, like this shit's pretty good. The live show will do it for you. Burt McCracken puts on a hell of a show. I've heard. Yeah. Oh, it was a, it was so a great good. show. Yeah. yeah. So good live. Oh, like, she also put me on to, uh, she also put me on to Coheed. I was really late adopter of them as well. Oh, Dude, they're so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen them live like twice now, and anytime they come to Dallas, I'm 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 there for sure. Well, it sounds to me like your girl has actually got good taste in music, Adam, which she is does, a great thing to have. Oh yeah, yeah, we go to shows together, and you know she'll she's not super into like the po- like hardcore post hardcore like yeah, but she's starting to like get a, a better feel for it. She'll be like, oh, yeah. she can. She'll be like, oh, these these guys are good. And sometimes she's like, these guys are just like completely just just yelling and like there's no sense to it. So yeah. some of yeah. that like like <laughs> like my favorite band, like if it's not Deftones, it's probably Zayo. I love yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. Holy shit. Old That's like Christian the, metal, baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We can we can go down that like Zayo, Hayes the Day, Norman. We were, we were solid state kids can, growing up. Yeah, we were solid state kids. <laughs> oh yeah. Up. Yeah, I, I loved I loved all that stuff. I I'm gonna throw one out here right now that I bet neither of you remember because whenever I say their name, people are always like, "Who? Do either of you remember Petra?" I remember Petra. Yeah, I do not, yeah. mm-hmm. dude. Nobody remembers them, man. And I was like, dude, they were like my shit growing up, and they toured with Zayo all the time. Like, yeah. they were like Zayo's biggest influence when they first started. Okay. Um, and, and then, like, dude, I was I was so into all that Christian hardcore bullshit. Like, I loved like DC Talk and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. DC oh, Talk. Man. It's funny because uh, the last interview you did, he said, yeah, it, his parents would listen to DC Talk all the time, and you know, like the the Christian stuff. And I was like, man, that was like a mandatory album. You know, like, you weren't Christian unless you had that DC Talk. Album. <laughs> dude, <laughs> so true. And then Toby Mac went out and did his thing. Yeah, man. yeah. The uh, the oh, other guy God. did something too. I don't remember what it was though. 
Dude, I love that you guys were solid state people, though, man, because yeah. I love them. I love yeah. them so much. Adam man, wasn't the- big on uh, Adam likes. Sorry. <laughs> Adam likes under oath, but he doesn't like Spencer Chamberlain. Under I, oath. I, I, I like I like to find the great line and like it's yes. not there. He likes say, Dallas Taylor under oath. Yeah. Well, well, have you have you heard Maylene's comeback oh, yeah. yet or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I, dude. Whenever he got you know injured or whatever, I, dude, I'm pretty sure I cried. Like, yeah. I uh, love Maylene, the Sons of Disaster. It's unreal, dude. Dude, I do too. It's so funny because okay, so I'm gonna throw one out there that this is a band I toured with that I love, and to this day, I think that you would. Dude, their new album, I think you would fuck so heavy with it after hearing this. Did you ever listen to He Is Legend? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh, I love yes. that too. Yeah. Oh, dude, their their new album is unbelievable. Yeah. Like I like I promise, Adam, if you have not heard it yet, it's gonna be your favorite album of the uh, year. I'll have to I'll have to check out the new album. I haven't heard it. At least He Is Legend did one of the greatest covers of all time when they covered Third Eye Blind Wounded. Uh, dude. <laughs> That song dude, that, is so fucking good. Dude, dude, I'm telling you, man, it's so funny that they have stayed together, even though they've changed members so many times. Like they literally, that singer, he's just amazing because he somehow is able to make anything sound good. Yeah. So Skyler, yeah, he's so good. He's so, so good, dude. Talking about Dallas, I named uh, two of my children after Dallas Taylor. <laughs> yeah. No way. Was there Dallas and Taylor? So, uh, my my firstborn, who we 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 lost him in a in a, in a when is it a still he was a stillborn, um, yeah. oh, but his name was oh, it's, it happens you know things happen but his name was uh, Dallas Dallas James Ray, and then now That's my a badass name <laughs> yeah and now my nine year old is his middle name this is like a deep cut dude <laughs> like nobody knows about this shit but me because I'm a fucking nerd. Uh, his name is Connor Everett. Oh man, that, Everett that's so fucking sick. Was Dallas's? Uh, he had a side project where he mm-hmm. w- played on an Everett piano, and that, that was the name so, of the side project. So that is so funny, dude. I love that man. Yeah, some he nerdy was huge, shit dude. right there. Yeah, yeah, it was like deep because they only ever released a couple of songs under Everett, but. Yeah, that, that's like. Um, do you remember? Uh, so you were talking about Amorosa. Do you remember the OG Amorosa EP? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, and then Chris went on to start like Moss to Flame, but mm-hmm. before he went on to start like Moss to Flames, he started this other project. Um, oh fuck, what was it called? It was called like Oh Something, like Oh Grateful or something like that. Yes. Do either of you remember? Yeah. Oh, gosh, I can't. I can't remember what the exact name was, but I like to this day no one remembers it and i'm like dude i love that shit same with like i don't know do either of you remember oceana yep yes we, we just, just talked, talked about, them, about yeah. that i love Man. that the tide yes dude they were so sick i'm not gonna like, lie to so- you i fucked with uh chris's amorosa album so fucking hard yeah yeah this is did. your way out is it was such a phenomenal fucking so ep good. It was. It was so yeah. good, man. Yeah. You guys, you guys need to check out the band that I used to tour with, um, with uh, uh Oceana with all the time. Like I, I got to tour with like them, uh, a burden of a day of machines. Nice. I love machines. Yeah, machines love is good too. Yeah. 
Yeah, Broadway. Like, we used to go out on tour with those guys all the time. I have to send you guys some of my old band stuff because, like, man, we used to be in that scene heavy. Misha, I I interviewed Misha from Broadway. He's such a nice fucking guy. Was he nice? Super nice, dude. Because legitimately, dude, like, so we only ever did a weekend thing with them. And, bro, you want to hear something so sad, though? He did not have his voice the whole time. We played three shows, and, Uh and his voice was so shot and i felt so bad for him yeah you could, like see it in his face on stage that he was like i'm gonna jump off a cliff <laughs> yeah dude I, I interviewed him a couple years ago and he was dude he talked to me for like two hours straight dude it was it was such a great interview he was just hella nice that's so sick i love that um, but uh emo let's let's get back into the emo music so we only got uh origami angel bear shark bear versus shark and free throw is all we managed to get off of that before we (laughs) trailed off (laughs) oh bro bro you gotta you gotta throw some prince daddy on there too man because they're literally one of my favorite bands of all time prince daddy and the hyenas yeah man did you ever listen to them or no i've heard a few songs yeah that was funny you said yeah, I love the hyenas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard like one or two tracks, but I couldn't tell you the name of them. Dude, dude probably the one to add. El Dorado is so good. It's such a great song. Absolutely love that one. I have to check that one out. Yeah, I promise you. Like, it's so funny, dude, because I love the most generic emo, too. Like, I really love stuff like Mom Jeans so much. Oh, yeah. And, I, and it's so funny because people give me so much shit for it. And I'm like, dude, I don't care. They write good music. Like, they you do, can say yeah. whatever you want. They do, man. They just write good music. Like, that that last album, I think it's Sweet Tooth or whatever. Like, that album is just really good. It's just really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I like that generic Midwest emo shit too, dude. Like the um, the cardboard swords. Oh man, I eat that yes, shit up. Dude. I know, dude. Dude, well, well, circus clown by Mom Jeans. That's the song that literally off this most recent one. I was like, damn, like holy shit, what a band. Yeah. I don't know how, like, I don't know how they did it, but they took their sound and just made it ten times better for this album. Like they really did. I have to check that. I haven't heard the new Mom Jeans yet. Oh, yo, you're gonna love that album. You will love it. I promise you. It's so much better than everything else they've ever done, and that's yeah. saying something because I was like already into them, and now I'm like real into them. That's good. Like, man. a lot of people like, man, I, I'm, I'm holding out hope for the new Spanish Love Songs album, but their first two albums were like almost untouchable, man. Like they're so good. And I think well, my expectations prob- are a little too high for this next one. I was going to say, dude, that that's the problem. <laughs> people get their expectations so high and it's like, dude, you can't do that. Cause legitimately yeah. like it, no matter what they put out in that case, chances are you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Those, that, Which- those first two albums were so fucking good. Oh yeah, dude. Like he he's got one of my favorite favorite lines. Uh he says, uh, I took forty two steps today, uh couch to bathroom to kitchen to couch. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, but but that's just proof that like good lyrics can make anything good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they uh, really can. 
Is there any like hardcore you want to throw in here, man? I know you said uh, uh, earlier uh, your uh, favorite uh, band was Under Oath until yeah, their dude, newer stuff. <laughs> dude, dude, please add a He Is Legend song. Yes. <laughs> Which one you please. got? Dude, dude, um, oh man, my favorite one from this new album. Oh gosh, this is hard as shit because they're all so good. Uh, dude, add Lifeless Lemonade. That song is so good. Man, it's it's crazy that he's his age is still killing it like that, man. Bro, did you okay? You want to hear something really crazy? Actually, this is an insane story. When they were recording this new album, he ended up in the hospital six times while recording it. Wow, fucking a, dude. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, because it like when he he would be like screaming and like singing in the studio and basically just collapsed and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. Damn, did they eventually figure it out? Yeah, eventually they figured it out, but it took them like a bunch of tries to figure out exactly what was wrong with him. But like basically he was like this could have been my last album ever. That's crazy, man. I know, it was such a bummer because I really loved him. Like I really do love that band. Do you guys Oh man, I'm about to throw it back for you. Do you guys remember Asdis Burn? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, so one of the new songs that didn't make this album was me yeah. and TJ, me and TJ from Asdis Burn. <laughs> oh wow, really? Yeah, That's like awesome, it, dude. But I mean, it's one of those songs that eventually I'll put out like on something else, but it just didn't fit this album and it just didn't quite work for like the sound I was going for for this one. And I yeah. was like, fuck, because like it would have just been nice to have his name on it. But it's like they were like one of my favorite bands growing up. And it was so funny because I hit him up and I was like, hey, like, I don't know if you remember me. We played some shows together back in the day. And he was like, yeah, of course I remember you. So grab my number and everything. Literally that night we're texting. I sent him the song and he was like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to be on this song. And I was like, oh, let's go. This is so sick, man. And then the fucking song didn't make the album. And I was uh, like, God damn. Uh, I know. Dude, dude yeah. it's okay, though, because I got two features on the album that I'm really happy with that are that are coming out. And then I have a couple singles that have good features for after the album comes out, too, that I'm really excited about. But I was just yeah, so yeah. bummed about that one. Do you guys know who um Heart Attack Man is? Yes. Yeah, so him and I are working together in August on a new song. And I'm really excited for that actually. Oh yeah, dude. That's awesome. They're, they're fucking good too. Uh, oh, let's yeah, get dude. a, let's get an acidies burn and then we'll get a heart attack, man. Oh yeah. Let's do it, man. Oh dude. Oh, let, let's go. Can we go old school acidies burn? Oh yeah. The sun I loved you at your darkest was like yep. peak, man. That, it's so good, dude, dude, put Bloodsucker on there. Bloodsucker part two. It's so yeah. good. Oh, that was the album it's, I had. Really? Dude, I, I had all their albums, man. Like, I was obsessed with them. Absolutely obsessed. Uh, heart Attack, man. And then if we're going Heart Attack, man, um, dude, you got to just go with, like, their their newest song that's, like, the uh, title track, Freak of Nature, is so good. All right. It's Sometimes so I do these and I and I see things. And now I'm curious. The Beastie Boys has a song called Heart Attack Man. Yep. Yep. That's what Is it's that where they got their name. Okay. You know, it, dude, it's so funny, man, because people like think Heart Attack Man is a, a band, but it's just Eric. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Eric does everything for that band, basically. He's literally just me w with a different name. Yeah. 
That's cool, man. I mean, that dude, I, fucking props, dude. That shit's got to be hard. Bro, it's so funny, though, man, because him and I actually met in a weird way, too. I freaking messaged him on Instagram and sent him a song. And I was like, let's see if this kid actually listens to this shit. And he messaged me back and he was like, this is so fucking sick. It's the first single off the actual album. And I was like, fuck yeah. And then he was like, you got more? And I was like, yeah. So I sent him the album. And he was like, we're doing a song together. And I was like, let's fucking go. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Like, Instagram is the place to message people, man. A lot of people answer their IG messages. Which is so That's surprising. what I've seen. Yeah, it is weird, dude. It's super weird. Because mm-hmm. no, nobody answers Twitter messages ever. Yeah. Twitter and Facebook the- is like, nobody messages. Nobody answers that shit. Instagram, dude. for some reason, every time, dude. <laughs> You know who answers their fucking Twitter messages all the time, which surprises me, is fucking Anthony Green. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. He, he like, he followed me forever ago, so I started talking to him in, in, like, Twitter messages, and I was just like, and he just started responding back, and I was like, what the fuck, dude? This is Anthony Green. Like, I love this dude. And he's yeah. just so, he is so chill, just so chill. I can imagine. I literally watched the blue the the Blues Clues movie because he he did some of the music in it. That's so funny, dude! I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, we gotta watch this. I gotta. I was like, yeah, you want to watch Blues Clues, don't you, Eloise? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> That's been happening a lot more with like artists in our scene. Um, did you guys play the new Sonic game? No, I no, haven't. I haven't. Dude, so the new Sonic game, all the music, uh, it's uh, Kellen Quinn, of all people, from Sleeping oh, with wow. Sirens. Yeah, and he actually did a great job. I'm not, like, a huge fan of Sleeping with Sirens, but the music is fantastic in that Sonic Man, game. Yeah, i have to check yeah. it out. I like the, like, one or two albums of theirs. Yeah, right. that's how I was, too. Yeah. I, I like them when they first uh, came out. The first like, two, yeah. Yeah, the first yep. two. And, yep. of course, King for a Day was, like, peak. <laughs> oh, of course. That's because Pierce the Veil was where it was at, yeah. man. I, I will say, did you guys listen to the new Pierce the Veil album or no? No, I haven't. No, I it, haven't. It, it made me so depressed. Like, I waited, like, what, seven or eight years for that album, and yeah. it comes out, and it's a whole album of slow songs. Oh. <laughs> uh... And I was like, bro, I wanted, like, that old, like, punk punch you in the face Pierce the Veil. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Who was it that Adam? Did you do this interview with me? Somebody was arguing with their bandmate about who did King for a Day, if, if it was Sleeping with Sirens or Pierce the Veil. Who was um, that? I don't remember who it was, um, but I do remember that conversation happening. Yeah, they were like arguing with each other. It was pretty fucking funny. It's Pierce the Veil, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, Pierce, it's the, Pierce Vail. the Veil. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because I had to, I had to chime in and be like, no, nah, no, nah, it's Pierce the Veil. <laughs> I, th- I think yes. like. Um, whoever was making the argument for the other way, like their argument was like kind of solid. And so I was questioning myself. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. And yeah, I was yeah. like, no, no way. It's a Pierce the Veil song. Like, I, I know I've seen the music video very clearly. I, exactly. I yeah. I don't remember well, who that I, was though. When I saw I them remember. and and they came out and played that together, it was like one of the sickest things I ever saw. Also, you'll really appreciate this, Adam. So I went to a used concert where Sleeping With Sirens was also playing and Mm -hmm. Kellen Quinn, so Bert was losing his voice and Kellen Quinn came out on stage and was singing with Bert for the used set and it was so good. That's that's really cool. And I bet like that was really fun for Kellen. 
Oh, yeah. you could like fronting you could the use for a day. <laughs> yeah, you, you could tell he was having the time of his life. And I will yeah. tell you guys the, the coolest fronting thing I've ever seen in my entire life was do you guys remember the band The Receiving End of Sirens? Yep. Yes. So I went to Bamboozle back in it was like 2006 or eight, maybe. Uh, I don't know. It was a long time ago. And Casey, the lead, like, you know, they had multiple singers. They had three singers. But Casey, the lead lead singer of Receiving the End of Sirens, lost his voice. And he was like, do you all mind if we bring out a special singer? And they were like, sure. And it was fucking Brendan Urie from Panic at the Disco. And he sang that set for Receiving the End of Sirens. And I kid you not, it was the best set I've ever seen. Dude, uh, a fever you, you can't sweat out. Like, if I were to make a top ten of my albums, like of all time, like that one's up there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, and, me and too. I listen me, to it. Me too. Literally, like weekly. I feel like yep. that it, album from when it came out. I feel like that album really got over overshadowed by from under the cork tree when it came out. Because oh, definitely. That album is is on the same level as from under the cork tree. It's so like, good. It yeah. flows so good. Like the yeah. lyrics, obviously his voice. But the only song that ever got attention was the you know I write some tragedy, and that's not even that's not yeah. even the best song. It's not even the best song. No, not, not even at all. close. It's actually, it's so true. It's so funny. Because it's a fun song, they, but. What what was so funny is um, playing right before the receiving out of sirens. This this shows how long ago this was. Was Panic at the Disco? So Panic Damn. at the Disco played and then receiving out of sirens. Which oh, today that oh yeah today receiving out of sirens couldn't even fucking be on the same bill with them. No no, no yeah no. Yeah, it was crazy. They they it got was... their fame a little later, which of course I'm sure that album did great, but it didn't do like Panic didn't really do great until Fall Out Boy went away. Exactly, it's so true. <laughs> uh, I actually I don't know if you guys heard it, but the new Fall Out Boy album is actually fantastic. You know, I keep forgetting to listen to that. Yeah, I have not. I, I have not listened to it. Yeah, it really, really, really surprised me because it's like a return to form. Yeah, the only thing I did hear the new song. Yeah, um, we did. And we listened to the new one. The only thing I didn't like about that was that like excessively long fucking intro. <laughs> oh, it's it's that so was their first long. single, right? So like, yeah, it, yeah. Just, it was. You know. And not only was it their first single back, but it also was the first track on the album. That's the whole reason. Yeah, it's so long. <laughs> That's definitely the whole reason. But I promise you guys, like, that album is... Re- and the second half of the album is better than the first half, which says yeah, a lot. Give it a that's lesson. rare. Which, man, the fucking... I don't know if it's, like, nostalgia or what, but definitely the... Um, take This to Your Grave. Oh, take, yeah. No, no, t- literally the, your grave, the best yeah. album, man. Oh, yeah. I love that album. Uh, I think I like that one more than I like From Under the Core Tree. I mean, that, that album's unbelievable. Yeah. It's literally unbelievable. It's just straight pop punk goodness. Yes, yeah. But of course, Nobody Puts Baby in the Corner will still probably be my all-time favorite song. Oh, it's so good. It I just so really good. like the lyrics in that song. Have you guys ever looked at how they write music, too? It's so weird because Pete Wentz writes everything. Yeah. He writes the lyrics. He writes wow. the, the yeah. music. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's insane. Yeah, I've Pete Wentz is Fallout Boy, yeah. <laughs> And legitimately, it's so funny because he's probably the least talented musician in the group. Yeah, but he's got but, something because. Um, and look, dude, if it's if he's got it up top, 
I mean, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. One of the most well-known bases of all time. <laughs> I know, man. If only he could keep his mouth shut when it comes to screaming, because whenever he screams, it like grates my ears. <laughs> yeah. It's just so bad. <laughs> let's uh, let's get some of your favorite like current listens on here. Oh, my current listens? Yeah, we're about to have to wrap this up pretty soon. So let's get uh, some of your favorite current bands on here. And I'm I'm going to do something a little different for homies this time. So let's just work on the current I listens. I love that. Yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. I, lo- I love that. Okay, uh, but does current listens have to be stuff that's just coming out right now? No, just whatever you're No, no, just whatever you're digging yeah, yeah. right now. Okay, I was going to say, because, like, my number one thing that I've been listening to recently, again, it, it's the same album I go back to every single year at this time of year, is Worship and Tribute by Glassjaw. Okay. It, 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 it's just it's one of the greatest albums of all time. Yeah. And then uh, I would definitely, if we can, put um, Pup the Band, It's Ink is Filing for Bankruptcy on there, because holy shit, what a song. Okay. It's their newest album, and it's the last song on the newest album. It's called The Unraveling of Pup the Band. Like, that's the name of the album. Oh, Pup the Band, Ink is Falling for Bank Pro. Okay, gotcha. What song from last show? Oh, man. Um, it does mill, probably. Yeah, that's that's one of the first ones that I heard. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the one you, like, instantly think of when you think of Glassjaw because it's so good. And then, yeah. man, I would definitely add, because I've been listening to them again like crazy. Do you, uh, you guys know Arcadia Gray? I do man, not, actually. But, oh, man, they're so good. They're so good. And uh, add the song Konami Code. I'll have to check them out, too, for sure. Because uh, they got a They're a local band. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude, they're, they're a great band and they're like not big by any means whatsoever, but they are fantastic. I mean, absolutely fantastic. Always, um, always looking for new shit to listen to. Oh yeah. And then, uh, can we add a, say what you mean by no pressure? Yes. Big, big, big fan of no pressure in the story so far. The story, yeah, the story so far, and I like them. Yeah, dude. Do, well, no pressure is his other band. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. I, I knew he had another project. I just could never remember what it was called. <laughs> yeah. It, well, I'm, I'm telling you, if you get a chance, listen to the, the No Pressure album. It's really good, and their EP is fantastic. Like a ten out of ten. Oh man, definitely, dude. Mastagram. <laughs> I've been killing some Mastagram recently. Can you spell that for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's M-A-T-T-S-T-A-G-R-A-H-A-M. It's all one okay, word. I got you. And put prescribe whatever on there. All right. Oh, actually, i add one last one. Go ahead. With it. Stomach book. And I, I would say if you're going to put stomach book on there, probably uh, casket kids is the one I'd go with. Oh, yeah, dude, get some new music in here. I've never heard of them either. Oh, man, you're in for a treat. <laughs> uh, so normally we would do homies, but since you have so oh, many. Oh, there's, there, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of homies that I already put on there. Like, Instagram and Stomach Book are the straight-up homies. Gotcha. Oh, and Arcadia Gray. 
Okay, like, cool. Uh, another another uh, one. I was going to link your uh so i'll link this playlist and i'll also link your your homies playlist when when this episode comes out Love so that. it'll be in like the spotify description so people can click on both so I love that. that's beautiful yeah you got a, a whole playlist if you go to the full-blown meltdown spotify page oh uh, yeah yeah it's so just go to the full-blown meltdown page and then you scroll down you can see he's got a artist playlist fbm's homies so yeah, I'll link that for everybody to go check out. Are you constantly Beautiful. updating that thing? Yeah, I am. I, I okay. try to update it every like two to three weeks. Okay. Yeah. So we'll link that for everybody to go follow if they want to keep track with all the music that you're supporting. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. It's so funny because literally like today I just, just redid it. I took off, I had 50 songs on there and I deleted them all. And now it's back up to 62 because I was like, all right, now I just got to go back and add a bunch of people I like. And yeah. I, I I, just keep seeing more and more. And I'm like, damn, dude, I can't stop adding to this shit. <laughs> that's that's my biggest issue with making playlists because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm also like an album dude. So I love listening to full <laughs> me, albums. Dude, so it's so fucking too. hard to make a playlist. Yeah. I uh, I am the same exact way. I love if an album is meant to be listened to front to back, I love to listen to it front I to back. I think by default they are like, that's my belief. And so yes. like, I do listen to playlists obviously, but like, if I'm like, if I'm just like, you know what? I feel like listening to Haste Day today, then I'm going to go listen to like, you know, an album. Yeah. An album. Maybe their discography. <laughs> yeah. No, if I feel like listening to that artist that day, like, it, I pray it's not Zayo because they have like <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so many. I've I mean, gone it takes me like a week to listen to it. Yeah. I've listened to discography <laughs> like three or four times and it does take forever. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so dang funny. Yeah. I, I do like I'll throw like um and then that's kind of the way we prepare for these too. So like with uh with bands that have more than um one or two albums, we throw them in a playlist from like uh, release date order so the very first shit yeah. they released all the way to the the last shit they released and we listen to it from like oldest to newest i love that i yeah. love that that's so sick you can hear like the changes and everything there's a lot of cool shit that you can hear doing that like uh there's exactly. a the, my favorite one was probably recently that i've the artist scuff mixing adam it's not mm-hmm. really adam's cup of tea but it was it was really cool to hear like his progression throughout the years he, he's gotten so much better oh that that's the best part too is when they're yeah. actually improving like yeah. there, there's so many artists that go the opposite direction and like i'm like man i love their first two albums and then they just put out shit for four albums. yeah 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 that, that kills me yeah and <laughs> the progression is mainly heard with like the smaller diy scene bands you know so exactly the, the bigger oh. the band the the worse our albums get as time goes by <laughs> dude you are not lying man like that is so true yeah i don't know what it is but i guess they just lose their spark well well um, I, I feel like they just they have everything that they want and they're like well now i have nothing left to write about yeah and it, well i think somebody i don't remember who said this it was some famous person he said that uh an artist first album they have like 17 years to write their first album whereas the next couple of albums because you know most bands get signed when they're like 
17 to, to 25. Yep. So they have that many years to write their first album. Whereas so true. after that, they only have like one to five. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's why when, when a band takes off like five or six years or even like a decade and comes back and comes at, back with something super weak, I'm like, wow, what were you doing with your life? Yeah, for sure. For sure, dude. Like, it just bums me out. Uh, so I threw Party with Villains as the first track on this playlist, and I threw Let It Hang as the second, or as the last, sorry. So it'll open up Love with that. your first, and it'll close with your your um, last single. If I'm not sure when you're planning on releasing another single, but if it if you happen to release one when it, before this comes out, I'll throw that uh, on here as well. Love that, dude. So, it'll probably be right around the same time this comes out, so that's beautiful. Okay, yeah. Adam, you want to do the... What's the last thing you listened to? Yeah, that too. Thank you, man. I was going to forget that. The the last thing I listened to? Now I got to bring up my what's it called, dude, to see what the last thing was that I had on. (laughs) I knew I'm going to look at it right now. (laughs) Holy shit, this is embarrassing. Yes. Um, So my wife was in the car. No, 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 no. No, no. Own it. (laughs) Own it, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And it was... Incomplete by the Backstreet Boys. Oh yeah, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's beautiful, bro. We we literally on the way home tonight. We're just jamming Backstreet Boys and singing at the top of our lungs. There was one. There was one guy we interviewed, and it, it, he listened. What was it like? Was it Metallica or like yeah or something? He was super embarrassed, like. <laughs> He was trying to blame. He was like, I share this account with my son. I was like, don't blame your poor yeah. kids. Not even here to defend themselves. Yeah. That is so funny. I don't know why he was so embarrassed of that, but uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't either, dude. Dude, I feel like mine is way worse, but legitimately, nah. it, it's so funny because, like, she she, and I watched. Have you guys ever watched? Um, I think it's called This Is the End. Yes. It was we like just watched that movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, I love that movie. And the Backstreet Boys. It is. And the Backstreet Boys are at the very end. And Gab on the way home tonight was like, let's fucking listen to the Backstreet Boys. And I was like, screw it. Let's do it. And if there's one thing I love doing, it is just belting it out at the top of my lungs. And her and I were just driving down the road. And my dog was in the back seat. Like, what the fuck is wrong with yeah, my parents? Yeah, poor, poor dog. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fine. Me but it's therapeutic for sure. My wife has never seen that movie, and I, we watched it the other night. Did she think <laughs> that, it was the dumbest thing ever? Yeah, she liked it. She was okay, like, "Fine, it's not bad." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's she so funny. Like it, mm-hmm. I was gonna say it's so funny. How can you not like it? Like the part yeah. where Jordan Hill is like chained to the bed. I was losing my shit. Yeah, dude. I, I am like. <laughs> The biggest fucking fan of Danny McBride. That dude is so goddamn funny, man. So do you guys watch Righteous Gemstones? I I have, yes. I haven't. um, I think I watched the first two seasons. Man, that's all there is so far. But that good. so good. It is so good. Everything he does is gold. Yes. Yeah. And my favorite shit was um, He's Bound and Down. God damn it. That shit was so fucking funny. Yeah. Dude, he he's just he was perfect, man, and that's why that movie last night, like, legitimately. Oh, and I have to give massive credit to Channing Tatum because he yeah. w- will literally take the stupidest roles to make people laugh, and I love that. He really will, yeah. Yeah, he he he. I've you know, like, I've seen him in some compromising roles, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> yes. 
no matter what anyone has to say about him, he doesn't give a fuck. He will literally right. like play like a pseudo like homosexual or like whatever. Yes, like he 100%. doesn't care. He does um, yeah. not. And, and I think that's dope. Yeah, for oh, sure. I do too. I do too. Did you guys see Bullet Train or no? Yes, I, I watched that did. one too. I like dude, it. Dude, I was shocked when he was in that too. And oh then, yeah. Um, Dude, and he was in it for such a short time, but I loved it. But also, 21 and 22 Jump Street are two of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yes, yeah, 21 Jump Street is cracks me the fuck up, Uh dude. It is so damn good. And I was just like, that was when I realized I liked him. I was like, damn, this dude's actually funny as hell. Yeah. Uh, um, Okay, one more thing. Um, Sure, dude. Shout out your social media handles for... uh, uh, the 10 listeners that we have so they can go check you out. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are going to have more than 10 listeners soon. I After this episode, that. we will. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. So uh, Twitter and TikTok are both full-blown meltdown, but it's just MLTDWN. Uh, okay. Instagram is full-blown meltdown, completely spelled out. And my actual YouTube is also just full-blown meltdown spelled out. And I think that's it. <clears throat> All right, man. Anything else you want to say to the world or? No, nah, dude. Thank you guys for having me. This was yeah, a blast. Man. Well, I appreciate awesome, it, dude. Thank I, you so I was going to say, Stomach Book might have uh, some some words to say to you for putting Backstreet Boys right after that. I hope the I hope the <laughs> I hope the transition dude, is smooth. Dude. Oh, she, oh, she's gonna she's gonna be pissed at me for that one, and I'm cool with it. It's gonna be so funny. I, I will have to I'll pre-message her and be like sorry yeah I gotta play this coming out soon I apologize <laughs> yeah exactly no nah, no nah, it's all good though trust me yeah, she's cool enough that she'll be cool with it yeah well I, dude I appreciate you so much thank you for giving us your time tonight man and, yeah dude and, thank uh, you so much look forward to hearing yeah. your next single and, and the rest of your album and everything else that you're putting out so hell yeah dude it was awesome talking to you guys yeah man if you ever want to come back dude just shoot me a message dude I'm, for sure we ain't, we ain't doing nothing <laughs> I, I promise you guys especially if i can somehow manage to make this project take off i will come back i appreciate you dude thank you so much man hell yeah no even if it doesn't take cool. off and you just want to come chat with us man just oh yeah me absolutely. <laughs> I, I love that idea too dude yeah dude. Adam, and adam adam do you already follow me on everything or no i'm about to follow you Adam doesn't have a Twitter. Uh, I don't have a Twitter, have, yeah. but I have Insta, yeah. Okay, whatever, dude. I'll just follow you on there. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <All right>. man. <laughs> we appreciate you, dude. Right, Thank man. you. You have a nice night. You too, dude. I'll catch you guys later. Later. Later, man. Later.